Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Oh God, thou art terrible out of the holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. You may be seated this morning. Today I'm on talk about this verse is is proclaiming the power of God the God of Israel gives power and strength to his people today that's my desire is to talk to you about the supernatural power of God the thing is is it's not you know we talk start talking about the power of God we start you know sometimes people get spooked or sometimes well the thing about you know get scared about what what is he finna talk about but today I want to talk about the power of God. Acts chapter 1, verse 5 says, John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. A couple verses down from that says, in verse 8 says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto both Jerusalem and unto Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The thing is, is God, in, in Acts, first part of Acts here, God is talking, saying, we will gain power when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just skip a few more verses later in Acts chapter 2, the first verse, talks about that actually, that experience. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell, and the power was given to his people. On the day of Pentecost came, and over 3,000 people in Jerusalem received that power and the gift of the Holy Ghost. A few days later, a few time, a little bit time later, there was a crippled man was healed, and many more received that gift of power. From the evidence of that power being shown, Christians, we can't ever stop proclaiming the supernatural power of God. In fact, that gives power to His people is the most important thing. We got to realize we can't quit proclaiming that power. The great soul winner Paul understood this. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise words and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Verse 5 says, So that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Christianity has too many wise and persuasive words and not enough demonstration of the spirit of God pulpits all over the country all over the world and I'm not casting stones at them today but there's pulpits all over the world that are filled with pastors they're educated they have PhDs they have all these days these these letters after their name but they don't have enough of the supernatural power or the anointing in their lives in their churches I'm not discounting education because I, th- I feel that we need more, as much education as we can get. 
I feel that, you know, the more educated we are, the better we can serve him. But we just can't let that take the place of old-fashioned anointing. We have, I feel we have the, some of the best singers, the best talented singers, talented musicians they are in this world. But the thing is, is they, they don't get that by just walking up here taking a microphone. They have to practice. They have to, to practice hours to sing like the, they sing, practice hours to play like they play. But the thing is, is, I'm not discounting any hours of effort they put, but we can't let that take the place of the old-fashioned anointing. Those entire organizations are shriveling up. They have their conventions. They have their conferences. They have their great speakers. They have nice socials, but no power of God. Men, we have to learn to speak. Men have learned to speak in a way to the pleasure of the audience. We've learned how to have church without God. Sometimes we've learned how to, we have learned how to sing. We've learned how to play. We've learned even how to study God's word. We can get up here and give out words to the thing, but if it don't have the anointing, it don't have the power of God, it is useless. Therefore, the people's face rests not on the supernatural power of God, but on the elegance of the speaker. And that is a tragedy, leaving many souls outside of God's saving grace. We find this, we have this quotation, we, they have preacher religion. Sometimes we find pe people that's speaking and they get so, you know, so they love to hear the speaker. I love to hear our pastor preach. But the thing is, is he preaches with anointing. He don't just say persuasive words. He just don't say big fancy words to keep our attention. We have to have that anointing. <clears throat> A few months ago, I want to use for an example, I went, went to a, one of the, the big guy, uh, main men of the, this organization's funeral, Brother Jesse Williams. One of his grandsons, Brother Darrell Williams, stood in his funeral and, and made a statement of some of his past time. And I just wanted to share that today with you. Brother Darrell Williams said that his at his grandfather's funeral, that one time in the beginning of Brother Darrell's ministry, he was to preach at his grandfather's church. That morning of that service, before the service, his grandfather came in the office and asked him, said, son, are you ready to preach? He says, yes, sir, I've been up all night studying. He says, to, to that, his grandfather said, have you prayed? And Brother Darrell said, he said, yes, sir, yes, sir, I prayed for two hours. His grandfather said to that, next time, you need to stay up and pray all night instead of studying all night. And didn't just study for the two hours. He says, because the thing is, is we need to get God's anointing before we worry about getting the words to say. We need to make sure we have God's will in our life. We need to make sure that God is, is the priority, is our top priority in everything that we do. It doesn't matter if we're putting on a social, if we're putting on so our eating, we eat a lot around here. If we're eating, we need to put God in it first. We need God to be the priority of everything that we do. First Corinthians 4 and 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, 
but in power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. We as people, we're talked to death. We need to see God's power. We need to see the divine healings as at the temple's gate. We need to see the divine healings of the blinded eyes to be opened. We need to hear the true saying, thus saith the Lord. We need to experience God's supernatural power as the first church did on the day of Pentecost. We as a nation, we as a world are saturated with all kind of talk. Talk radio, talk television, talk shows on television, church pulpits that are empty with full of empty talk. But the kingdom of God is no matter of talk. It is of power. First Thessalonians 1 and 5 says, Our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. Some skeptics say that the power of God that I've been talking about was just in the Bible times. The healings, they, they say, well, the healings that we read about in this Bible, that was just when Jesus walked on the earth. They say that was just for the Bible times. But I'm here to say, tell you, I've experienced that same power. I've seen that power at work. I've seen, for example, I've seen God heal his healing power. I've seen medical diagnosis changed by the presence of God. For one example, I just want to bring, not be personal example, but just because a personal example is, is, is in my heart. I saw my wife in a hospital bed after a surgery. Doctors saying that she would never get up because every time she sat up after the surgery, she would black out. So they, they had scheduled an experimental surgery to go in and do an experimental surgery, try something because they didn't know nothing else to do. They, they said they was going to go in and do this surgery, and the, the surgeon had already had scheduled the surgery. He was already in the operating room, washed up, ready to go. They t- and he'd already sent the word up to send my wife to do this experimental surgery. Not mentioning all the long list of things that could happen, things that could go wrong. They outweighed the, the benefits in reality. But as we were sitting there thinking about what, or getting ready to go for this surgery, there was a couple from this church, which we'd already called the church to pray, but there was a couple from this church, attended this church then, was actually passing through Gainesville. Sister Baggett, it was her, Sister Baggett's sister and her brother-in-law. They passed, was passing through Gainesville and just found out she was still in the hospital. Did not even know none of the details. They walked in that hospital room minutes before they was to carry her down for this surgery. And she and Sister, Sister Linda Griffith says, let's go to prayer. We had a prayer meeting in that hospital room. And minutes after that, for days, my wife, every time she sat up in the bed, she passed out. Well, after that prayer meeting, that same power that healed the blind, healed the sixes in this Bible, was in that room. Because she didn't just sit up in the bed. 
she got up and walked down the hall. And as a doctor, when she didn't show up in the operating room, he come to see why. And when he walked into that hall, opened that elevator, my wife was walking by. And he said, what are you doing? She said, I'm walking. God has healed me. God's power is real. And his healing power is real. My faith stands in, this, in the gospel that comes forth with God's holy word. But it also is manifest with the power of the Holy Ghost. I have seen it. I can stand here all afternoon and tell you times where I've seen God heal people's body. I've seen God raise people that when the doctors had gave completely up on. And God raised them out of that bed. A testimony where you see God's miracles can't be taken away and it can't be watered down. Because whenever you see God's power, it's a testament to His presence. That's the New Testament pattern. We hear and we see the gospel. We hear God's word and we see it confirmed with the supernatural power. There was two times in the Bible where, in the book of Matthew, where just the touching of the hem of his garment, people were healed. In Matthew 9 and 20, there was a woman with an issue of blood. It says, and behold, a woman which has a disease with an issue of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may, be may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. The thing is, that same power that healed her just from the touching of the garment is in this place today. I'm here to say that power is here today. Matthew 14 says another, it was where people touched his garment. And as many as it says in the verse 14 and 36 says, and the last part of that verse says, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. The thing is, is if that power just in that garment was enough to heal him, heal the sick, that same power is here today. The obedience to the great commission, the disciples went forth, preaching everywhere. The Lord worketh with them and confirming the words with signs to follow. We cannot improve on the pattern established by Jesus. It was God's word confirmed with God's power. We're so quick that so many times that we we're all say, we, Brother Jerry's mentioned this morning, we love to hear the word. We love the word. But we're too quick to not wait on his power. We're too quick to, to go back to life, go back to, this, to everything that's pressing in our life. And I'm not saying that is, you know, because I'm in the same boat, Brother Jerry said, I'm in the same shape rope you are. You know, I'll get overwhelmed with this world. But we try to get back to that after we hear the word preached. And we don't wait on the confirming power. It is the supernatural power of God manifesting timid and weak human beings that captures people's attention. We need to pray for his spirit to fall on us all. Remember Elisha and his request 
in 2 Kings for a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah. That's what we need to pray each day. We need to pray for the spirit of God. We need to pray for that power to be in us. We need to pray for that power every day. We need to, we need to not discount the arms of flesh, the strength of numbers, seeking strength through natural means. Because we as a society, we have it figured out. We, can, we think we can handle anything that comes along. But the, but the thing is, the Bible study, in the, Bible, in the beginning of the Bible, when Adam and Eve was created, they were created to depend on God. But then they took things in their own hands. They didn't think they needed God. And that's where we are today. That started that back in the beginning and all the way to today. We decide. We, we think we can handle whatever we face. But the thing is, we can't count on natural means. We have to stop depending on what man can do or what I can do. Instead, we got to depend on the fact that God has the power to help. He created this world by just spoke it into existence. <clears throat> and the thing is, when we have the Holy Ghost living inside us, we have that same power in us that spoke this world into existence. We need to let this be our prayer every day. Summons your power, O oh oh God. Show us your strength, O oh God. Pour out your power today as you have done before. It enables us to reach the multitudes and let their faith stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. This past week I was listening to Brother Jeff Arnold preach a message. And he shared this story, and I wanted to share it today. He shared a story of a talk. He's a car enthusiast. So this, the men, this would be an example for you. Some of the ladies might get lost. But a big, he, he shared this, schedule, this story of a big Chevy block engine that has enough horsepower that it could, it could burn out but throughout three of the four gears. He said, this power of this car can outrun anything on the streets. But he says this, this car is held hostage by a dead battery. The thing is, is it don't matter how much horsepower this motor engine has. If it's held hostage by a dead battery, it can't start. And that's how our, us spiritually are. We have the power. We have the most powerful we have in the world. That could, anything we could face. We have the power to face the sickness that we face, to heal the sick, to heal the sick throughout the stories of the Bible. We have that same power. But sometimes with our own, our own minds, we hold that power hostage. Today, as, as I'm closing in this service, I want to share one more story. Closing, everybody in this room probably has a cell phone. In the afternoon's hour in the woods, so I'm a long ways from cell towers. In the middle of the afternoons, every afternoon just about it, there's a little light that starts flashing on my phone. It says low battery. I, to this world, I've, I bring this story to to spiritually side of this story. When we get out in the world, the further we get away from that power source, from that tower, 
the more power it draws out of us. So the thing is, is we have to find our way. With a cell phone, you have to find your way. Plug it into a power source to recharge that battery. And we are spiritually, we're the same way. The the longer we stay away from God, Brother Jerry talked about it this morning in his message, sometimes we're days, weeks away from God. How can you function with a dead battery? How can you make it in this world if we don't plug in to that power source? The thing is, is he talks about as, as Christians, I'm not just talking about people that, that's not Christian. I'm talking about to people from the church too because it doesn't matter. If you plug that, if you, I come home, I've done this before, come home before, plug the charger into my phone and lay the phone down but didn't check to see if it was plugged into the wall. When I woke up the next morning, that phone was just as dead. It didn't matter it was how close it was laying to that power source. It doesn't matter if you co- how close you are or if you're in the church building. If you're not connecting to the power source, you're still just as dead. I'm charging you today. It's not just good enough to get close to the power source. We have to connect. Throughout, we were shopping this past week in the mall in, in Gainesville, and I, and I had this thought in my mind, but I was thinking this. We, we sat down... You know where I always sit, the, the chairs where Brother Daniel always sat. Watch everybody walk by. But right beside them couches in the mall, there's a little post standing there that has plug-ins. You can plug your phone up and charge. It's called a charging station. This morning, we have a charging station spiritually. This charging station is right up here around this altar. The thing is, we got to plug into the church. It doesn't matter how close you are. The thing is, is our, in our life, we, we, strout, we straggle away. We draw, get weak in God. And we've got to plug to the choice. I charge every person today. I beg of you today, don't walk out them doors without plugging in to the power source. Without, without charging your battery to go back into this world. Because this world is going to draw you down. When you walk through them back doors. But if you don't charge yourself, don't get plugged into the power source. It's going to draw you down. It's going to kill you. As this musicians start to play, I charge everybody here to charge your batteries before you leave this service today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.